Hello, everybody. This is a special Thursday evening edition. It's Thursday, right? I, I've completely lost track of the days <laughs> of the week. A special Thursday edition of the Northside Sox podcast. Uh, if you haven't uh, listened to us before, the Northside Sox podcast is a subsidiary, a uh, member of the family of the Southside Sox network of podcasts. So today is a very special episode. Uh, we typically record on Saturdays, but we're bringing you a very special episode early. Uh, we have a special guest. Uh, we've got Eric Steven of SB Nation. Uh, so Eric covers the Dodgers for True Blue LA. He also covers the Angels for Halos Heaven. Uh, Eric is with us to talk about that opening series and some of the things that we can expect uh, out of those angels. Uh, Eric, thank you for joining us. Uh, how are you this evening? Uh, pretty good. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, excited to be here. Uh, excited that the season is like a week away. It's, it's mm -hmm. like crazily close. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. April 1st. It seems like, like, oh my goodness, we're, we're, it, it feels as if I have to wait an extra month for that, but no, it's like literally next <laughs> week that, that that's nuts. Uh, but anyway, uh, just taking a brief look at what the Angels have done in the offseason, uh, it looks as if uh, they've acquired Alex Cobb from the Orioles, uh, Jose Iglesias also from the Orioles, uh, Jose Quintana, someone very near and dear to our hearts as White Sox fans. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, looking at the Angels offseason, uh, say, what were uh, your expectations? Uh, did they live up to those expectations? Were, were there any areas that you kind of wish they would have explored more? Yeah, so their their big problem, like the the last couple years, has been just terrible depth, especially in pitching. Like they, you know, obviously they have Mike Trout. They sign Anthony Rendon, and they've had a pretty good offense, like mostly, but just absolutely no depth, especially on pitching. I mean, uh, last year they had like Dylan Bundy was kind of a a godsend in a way like he he was like surprisingly effective like he was they expected him to be good but not like great like and he, he was you know probably a top I don't know 10 or 12 pitcher in the American League maybe um and but like after him and Andrew Haney and maybe Griffin Canning the rest of the rotation was just bad like um um like they essentially signed um Julio Tehran to sort of be the innings eater guy who I believe like that's like Alex Cobb and Jose Quintana's role, although Quintana's a little better than that. But like, um, you know, they had the shutdown obviously last year and then Tehran got like COVID. So he, when he got, finally got to camp, he was like not really ready, but there was no minors and they basically just had him like what would normally be like a minor league rehab start. That was like his first like two or three major league starts and he just never got good. And he had like a 10 ERA and like, so I forgot the exact stat. It was something like 26 starts from guys outside of the top three. And it was like a nine ERA and they averaged like under four innings of start. So they're just getting no absolutely nothing. So their big thing was you just have to get like anything, like a, a literal warm body would be fine. And like, <laughs> and, and so like that, you know, who, who knows uh, if that, that, I mean, that's been the thing they, they've been burned on all these like, they, they signed Matt Harvey a couple years ago, Trevor Cahill, Cody Allen was a reliever, but like, and then Tehran and like none of them have worked out. So like there was, a, there's a little bit like of uneasiness there among Angels fans because, you know, Quintana's like actually has a better track record, but he's also been hurt. And Cobb has just been not, not very good. 
And so, uh, yeah, so it, it's, there's a lot of risk going on, but like at the same time, they just have to not be terrible. And like, it's, it's, it's like this weird low bar that they've failed to clear for a couple of years. Uh, I, I can say that um, as far as, as uh, Jose Quintana finding, finding himself again, finding that success, there would be uh, two, no two happier people than Janice and I, and a lot of people in, in White Sox nation, because yeah, like Janice said before, very near and dear to our hearts. And um, I think one of the things is when he was traded and, and he relatively struggled a bit for the Cubs, even though he was pretty solid overall earlier in that, in that tenure, um, it was hard to see Cub fans being like, you know, oh, the, he's, he's bad. He's washed. He's whatever. When it's like, no, 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 he's good. Just stick with him. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> he'll, he'll shore up that rotation or, or even just, you know, like you said, but warm body or better uh, would be acceptable. For um, sure, for sure. But one of the things I, I'm kind of curious about, I'm always interested in like fan expectations going into a season, you know, uh, on Northside Sox, we talk quite a bit about, at least I do about how weird it is to go into a, a white Sox season with the high, the expectations that are there even after, and we won't talk too much about this, but the Aloy Jimenez injury today, yeah. those expectations, at least in my opinion, are still should be still pretty high. Um, but what's your read on the fan on the angels fan situation uh, right now going into this season again um, with some of those issues with the starting rotation and maybe just what they did or didn't do in the off season. So I think, I don't know how realistic say like Trevor Bauer was, but I thought they'd be a player for like Jake Odorizzi or, or some, some, a little bit of a higher level. And they just basically went for all these little like quick fixes. Like um, it, it, it was kind of a, I mean, you know, completely new general manager, um, and so in like a new front office basically, but like they're like, everything is like set up or at least like what four of their six, they're going to use a six man rotation Four of their six pitchers are free agents after this year. And like, um, <laughs> they traded for, uh, Rysiel Iglesias as well. They, so they got both baseball Iglesias this, uh, <laughs> this winter, um, and so he's a one-year deal. They they traded for Dexter Fowler to give Joe Adele time in the minors. He's he has one year. So like everything they they're like clearing a lot after this season. But also they don't really have a pitching staff <laughs> besides that. So like it's just weird. Like they still have a lot of work to do long term. But I think they were just trying to like get by. I I don't think that the from what I've seen. Angels fans were like not too happy with the. They thought they they need more pitching. I think. Um, and they could have, but, but like generally like Iglesias is really good. The, the pitcher, actually the shortstop has been great too. Like in, in the spring so yeah. far, I mean, they just, they had Edmonton Simmons, who's like a defensive whiz. And, um, I don't think Iglesias is going to be that good, but like, he's had these crazy highlight plays like this whole, this last I've week. I've seen them. Yeah. He made yeah. this like crazy barehanded play, like the first week of spring that, that like was amazing. Yeah. And, and like, so they're, they're like there's like these little pockets. He, Oh, I forgot. He's also another guy who's a free agent at the end of the year. So like everyone. And, oh my God. Uh, yeah. So like, um, it's this weird, like, like I, there's, I, no one's, I don't think anyone's necessarily like, um, thinking fire the GM cause they just did that. Like it's just the first year of a new GM. But I, I think they, I don't think there's that big of expectations. Like, um, may, like maybe contend like in terms of, a little bit over 500 and, you know, be on the fringe of contention, that would probably be like reasonable or at least be in it or near the trade deadline. So you can figure out what to do. Um, 
but yeah, I, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of um, expectations. I, I guess I, maybe if the division's down, that, that's maybe another part of it that, that's a little mm-hmm. more hopeful. But yeah, it, it's not it's not like the the best right now, just because the the pitching has been so bad the last couple of years. Gotcha. So you, uh, you bring up um, uh, Joe Adele, and he's been someone that I've been quite fascinated with myself. Uh, so uh, with Justin Upton, uh, oh, oh, that, that's not who I meant to say. I also love Justin Upton, too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> mentioning uh, Dexter Fowler, uh, essentially, uh, he's the, just there uh, to uh, assumedly kind of give uh, Joe Adele a little more time uh, to develop. Would you say that's the case? Do you think we'll see uh, Joe Adele uh, come up sometime like later on the season? Uh, I, yeah, I expect like um, if he's playing well enough, I don't think they're going to like get in his way. Like l- last year, they they like literally moved like Justin Upton around because they still had Brian Goodwin at the time who was actually hitting. And they essentially benched Upton for a while. Well, he wasn't hitting at all, but to bring Adele up, um, so I think like if, if they feel Adele's ready, I don't, you know, they're not going to obviously bench Trout, but like they, they, they can, they have room to maneuver if they want to get him in there. But I just think they want the, um, you know, Madden is like more familiar with Fowler. He, you know, had him in, in Chicago. So uh, I think that was part of it, but also like it, I, it just last year sucked for a lot of reasons in many ways. Um, but like, you know, for someone like Adele, he like he should have had a minor league season to play and like there's literally nowhere to send these guys you, you can play at the mm-hmm. alternate site but there's no games so like you're just playing like simulated stuff and that's nothing like so right. he, he they like lost a year of development you know but like at every level i forgot um i talked to uh last year it was this has been a year it's crazy uh jack howell former angels player who was their um like single a manager and he had adele early on in his career and like almost every level like adele t- struggled like early like first month or a few weeks at a, at a certain level and then eventually he got it and then he got and then he was great and then he got moved up struggled a little then he was great and so that happened at like pretty much every level so like he obviously was was struggled mightily, but you know there there was nowhere else to put him. So like it was, he just had to wear it kind of. And uh, so I think if you just he he barely really played in AAA. So like you just give him a little bit of AAA, he'll probably struggle a little bit and then start to do really well. And then eventually, I think he'll be back up. Like I would say after the All Star break, I would imagine he 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 probably works his way up by then. Uh, you know, you brought up Joe Madden briefly there, and, and I'm curious, you know, obviously we sort of experienced him on the other side of town um, for several years and a lot of success over there, um, but did kind of fall out of favor by the end. It got a little, seemed like that relationship became a little stale, but um, now out West, I'm wondering how the, how it seems like he, th- that first season went as far as some of, and if maybe he brought over some of those um, relatively different, uh, you know, uh, things that he does. Right. Um, Or if, if he kind of cooled off on some of that stuff, how's that been? He he's kind of a trip. Uh, Like it's weird. Uh, I, you know, I only kind of saw him from afar. I remember uh, I had had brief experience with him in a couple playoff series in terms of just being around, but other than that, not no real day-to-day stuff with him. And I just remember, you know, toward the end of the Cubs thing from afar, it seemed like they were just, you know, exhausted of each other. And it, it seemed kind of exa- like sometimes if you, it seems like some of his stuff is shtick, 
you know, from afar and you're like, okay, that's, that's probably tiring if you're not winning. And, and so, uh, but it, he's, he's just like a, like a weird dude. Like um, I, I, I've not been like super active on all the like um, zoom calls and stuff, but the ones I am on the, like he'll go on a topic and just talk for like 10 minutes on like a simple question. And it's actually pretty like, it's, it's kind of fun, you know, but, but it's also like, man, this guy, he really likes talking about it. At the same time, you're like, okay, he's just, it's almost like sometimes he's just doing a bit. And, uh, <laughs> but, but like, I, I don't know, like, so, but yeah, he's, he's, he's generally fine. He, he said something yesterday, I think it was MLB Network. Um, and they asked him like, what do you, what do you think is, uh, are you going to try this year? Some new thing. And he said the GGA and it was the uh, Gallego Golf Association. Mike Gallego is their bench coach. And uh-huh. so their, their plan is like on road trips to have um, like all, like there's like a foursome, like Ben Gallego and a couple other coaches. And then a bunch of players also go golf. And then like, they're just, that's their like sort of road trip bonding type stuff. So that it was just, it was just the weird that he names it. And like, it's fun, <laughs> you know, but like, it's that kind of stuff. But he, but he's like, I think it's, it's since it seems sincere. Like I, I thought from afar, it's like, okay, this guy is putting on back, but it's, it seems right. like that's just who he is, you know, like he's just a guy who's full of energy and he's just, he's sort of a, just a, that's his personality. I covered a Cubs convention like years ago and, and he did, and it was during his, like the opening ceremonies or whatever. And he, somebody asked him a question and he ended up talking for like 15 minutes about wine and Bruce Springsteen. Oh. And, uh, and I mean, I, that's great, but it, yeah. But like you said, when when they're winning uh or when any team he's co- he's managing is winning everyone's gonna love it and when not when they're not it's a little maybe a little tougher for sure right yeah the optics probably make it seem like oh well instead of you know just doing all of this like this stuff as a bit maybe you should focus more on winning but of course <laughs> it's, it's excusable if you know he's successful though <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure yeah I want to talk a little bit about uh, this opening series. Uh, so uh, the White Sox rotation is pretty much locked up. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez uh, was uh, reassigned to, tr- to AAA. Uh, pretty much the only question mark in the White Sox starting rotation uh, was really those four and five spots. Uh, so uh, Dylan Cease has had a really strong showing this spring. Um, his uh, last appearance today, he did show a little signs of some wildness, uh, but I feel as if uh, his command is a lot better than it was last season. Uh, so opening day starter uh, is going to be Lucas Giolito, uh, that number two, Dallas Keuchel, uh, number three, Lance Lynn, uh, number four is Dylan Cease, and uh, number five, uh, so, so I'm like pleasantly surprised with our number five starter, uh, Carlos Redon. Uh, so we've also got some guys um, in the bullpen who can like definitely operate out of a swingman type role, and Michael Kopech uh, could possibly start um, if, you know, knock on my nearest thing that resembles wood. Oh, <laughs> That's the floor. My, my, my floor is wood. So I'm going to knock on that. <laughs> nice. so, so, so barring injury, um, it looks as if, uh, yeah, on paper, uh, the White Sox have a pretty a solid starting rotation. Uh, but especially for that first four, I, I know uh, you mentioned that the Angels have a six-man rotation. Uh, so, yeah, I'd be curious to hear about uh, how that rotation has come to be and uh, what, what we, we can expect the, for those first four games. So the, Dylan Bundy for sure is starting opening day like the way it works out now like it's weird because the way spring training was this year no split squad games mm-hmm. uh 
meant there's everyone had or someone has a day off every day in Arizona and someone has a day off every day in Florida because there's 15 and 15. So the Dodgers are off tomorrow. I mean, excuse me, the Angels are off tomorrow. Um, and so like they have Alex Cobb going, Bundy went today. So they have Alex Cobb going next, but he's, he's not going to be like the second starter. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be, it's probably going to be Andrew Haney and then Griffin Canning. And then it's like where they slot in the other guys. Now they're doing a six man rotation. Um, what they used to do and Shohei Otani is, is one of the six what they used to do with him was like do start him once a week and then work him that way. This year they said they're going to do like no no restrictions. I mean, sale, still six man rotations, so you know it's there's not there's a lot of time in between starts. But so I, I would guess he's probably the the fourth guy, maybe. So, um, but it looks like when and when he's not, um, excuse me, when he's not pitching, he's he's probably going to hit second when he's pitching he might he, he might hit still um and they're like leading uh leaning toward having him lead off when he when Whoa. he pitches yeah just madden's well and he's probably gonna bet second when he's not pitching so it's it's just weird but like i think his his theory is you know if they have to bring him out of the game pitching wise they want him to get his at bats uh, you know bat as many times as possible and then that kind of a thing. But yeah, so Bundy for sure opening day. Heaney was almost as good as Bundy last year. I, I'm certain, I'm almost certain he'll go second. And it's, and I'd say probably Griffin Canning third. So yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, I guess you'd face one lefty in that if uh, just with Haney. So yeah. Otani unrestricted. That's, in, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, if it, that, if that's what happens. Yeah. Right. It, like that's the, that's the one thing that would like get people really excited and it's hard not to be excited with him right now. It's just, he's been hurt like so much the last couple of years, you know, I'm, you're, you're almost like trying not to like get sucked in, but he's looked so good. Like this, this spring, like he's he really he's, has. Yeah. Yeah. He's given up some runs a little bit pitching, but like the stuff has been great and he's striking out a lot of people. I think that the kind of thing that will like play over a season, I think. But then also he's, he's been hitting wonderfully. So like, um, yeah, it's been like a ple pleasant surprise there. He did a lot of work this off season. I think he went to driveline and worked on like everything, like hitting and pitching. And, and so like, um, I just think um, like that that's the one thing that could really bump the angels up a notch, like in terms of, um, cause he has like the highest, highest ceiling of like anyone on the team, including trout, I think, honestly. Wow. Well, then that's, see, that's the funny thing about as, as we're talking about all this stuff, it's like, Oh, by the way, right. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, the best, the best player of all time, arguably, the best player in baseball, in baseball. Arguably, <laughs> like is also uh, in this lineup. But yeah. then see hearing about the rotation though, and it, it's honestly you talking about it, it makes it sound not maybe as uh, dire as I was thinking, kind of going into this conversation. Um, that being said, I almost want to, you know, give you guys Ronaldo Lopez, just, you know, just for you coming on the podcast, I feel like we could, we could toss a Ronaldo Lopez your way and see if he can be a little bit of a reclamation project or something. But, uh, cause, it, cause that's the thing offensively, um, you know, you, the, the, the angels have, uh, are, you know, have some phenomenal options there and, and including, as we've said, best player in baseball, uh, by a mile. And, and, uh, but what, what is it still, as far as the Mike Trout in the playoffs, he's, 
I played in his rookie year. They made the playoffs or they didn't. I forget about that. What no, was just, uh, just 2014, 2000. Okay. Yeah. And then that. Oh was, yes, yes, yes. And they got swept in three games by the Royals. Uh, yeah. The first, so has not won a playoff game, which is a crime. Yeah. Right. Um, right. <laughs> um, and so, then that was the last time they were in the playoffs. It's been like so long. Then they barely they haven't been like 500 since like 2015. So it's been it's been a long stretch of like nothing. Yeah. It's yeah. The Sox actually made the playoffs last season, so uh, we we don't know about long playoff. Trips. That's right. <laughs> just kidding yeah yeah yes <laughs> somehow like i think there was like a, t- a 12 game skid at the very end uh so i, th- I think like like there was like so much momentum like we're going to the playoffs we're going to the playoffs and then it was just like <laughs> yeah if if i remember right uh when the when the Sox won in like 2005 mm-hmm. didn't they have like a long losing streak in september or something oh yeah they, they did but, but they just they like did. steamrolled like after that yeah. like they did yeah. everything they possibly could to have bad vibes going going yeah. into the postseason. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think it was Cleveland that was giving them uh, a hard time, uh, which is ironic considering that uh, Cleveland was also, um, you know, the the, the culprits of uh, giving the White Sox a hard time uh, last season too at the very end. Uh, so it's it, it's very poetic that that happens again. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't happen again in 2021. <laughs> so yeah. I, I was thinking about this. I think I think I've only been I've only seen a pennant clinch once in person because the, like the times I've covered the Dodgers when they've gone to the World Series, they've they've clinched on the road, and um, so um, or, or last year and I didn't go, but like um, uh, 2005, I was at Angel Stadium uh for game five uh so that that was like the and i will say this i i i'm a person who hates leaving games early but i was with my brother and like he you know he's a he's like more of a dodger fan than an angel fan but like he he was like adamant about like getting out of there early so we're like like walking away and i remember we were like on the concourse or something and i saw like the last out from like a really bad view, but I was like, come on, why can't we just stay for this? But yeah, but it, but it, was, it was so cool like, to, to see like a panic getting one in person. So like, that yeah, cool. that yeah. is really cool. I, I think awesome. I remember uh, seeing that on TV. Uh, yeah, just, I, I, I can't believe that it was like so long ago, almost, almost 20 years. Dang. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> um, oh there, my so goodness. There, there is a, one other question that I that we were talking about uh, pre-show that that we wanted to ask, um, or at least I was curious about, and it's kind of a you know it's, it's kind of a silly one, but just out of curiosity, um, you know, in the fantasy realm, let's just say you know the White Sox they lost Aloy Jimenez for potentially the season today. They want to go out, they want to get you know a, a nice outfielder, you know, so they could shift some guys around. They want to get a, a Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. What do you need? Oh man. Uh, besides everything. Besides right. everything. <laughs> so w- that is a great question. I, I, I can't say I'm, I'm like terribly familiar with like the White Sox prospects, but you have to imagine like you would say like what th- maybe they're like top three or something, top three prospects that just start with that. Mm-hmm. And, but then also probably like one of the young stars. So like, um, like a, a Yohan Mankata, um, maybe, mm. or, you know, something like that. You, I think you would have to like sweeten it that way. But at the same time, I, um, 
they probably like insist on a pitcher, like a long-term pitcher. So I don't know if that's Kopech or, or like, or something like that, but like, yeah, like I I'm, I'm having a hard time. Like you never want to say never because like anyone can get traded. Like, but I think that's like one where like ownership would step in and say like, we're not trading Mike Trout, but like, that's an interesting exercise. Cause like, I think it could happen. Like, you know, in theory, like new, new GM, like maybe they're trying to like uh, get their stamp on it, but you know, you have to, that's a tough you one to be run out of town <laughs> if you trade Mike Trout kind of a thing. So like, that's a tough call, but yeah, I think it would have to be like, like a like a six for one you know type of a yeah. deal something like that and they would have to like really like bowl them over that sounds about right uh i would imagine that they probably uh want someone who is uh, ready for the big leagues right now uh so if i were to think of a pitcher that might fit that profile yeah kopech for sure uh, fits that profile uh as for uh, younger uh superstars um hmm as for a position player uh, there has just been so much hubris uh, regarding uh, injuries so far that uh, I am really reluctant to mention anyone right now. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I, I think if uh, Moncada went in a, in a deal, uh, just the fan base would riot. Uh, but as for those pitching prospects, I'm imagining probably Jared Kelly, uh, who was drafted last year, uh, just a, a flamethrowing righty uh, who is literally still a teenager. Uh, <laughs> um, like who else? Like I could definitely like possibly see, oh, and I love this guy. So I wouldn't want to see him go possibly crochet as well. Mm. Uh, and maybe some other minor league guys that are, are that don't come to mind. Maybe Jonathan Stever. Um, there's another yeah, team, I, I, Matthew Thompson, another teenager yeah, Matthew, in the system. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would, so, so it I, would cost a lot. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like that, um, Thanos being like, you know, so so well, what did it cost? It cost everything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be reasonable. I'll definitely take a Justin Upton if that's. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's been, he's been so good this spring too. I was looking at some of his numbers. Um, yeah. Just four home runs, uh, like a 1.293 OPS through 36 plate appearances. Um, so yeah, I, I will happily take him like, yeah. off, off your hands if, if, if that's okay, of course. He, no. <laughs> uh, last year, after he slumped, like, in the second, or maybe, I, I want to say second half, but, like, it was only a 60-game season. So, like, basically September, he was much better in September um, and, like, was actually doing well. And, but, you know, just it was just hard for everyone. You, if, you have, if you slump for, like, two weeks, your season's kind of shot. <laughs> and so, um, but, yeah, so it looks pretty good. Like, if he's hitting like that, you know, he's, like, probably, you know, sixth or seventh in the lineup. So, like, that's – it's it's a it's a pretty deep lineup. Yeah. Definitely. He's a guy that has always scared me. Like, it doesn't matter if he's been good or bad. Justin Upton, just that stance – it always looks like he's just going to hit like a 545 foot home run. Um, but I know it's, he's a little older now, so <laughs> not, not exactly the same player as back then. I, I still like be, think of him as a super young guy, just because it, it seems like he was up with the Diamondbacks so early. And I just remember, he, so in my head, he's still like, you know, with a number two overall pick or whatever he was like, and like, but yeah, he's, you know, it's, it's crazy how long he's been around. It's, it's like yeah. 15 year career right now at this point. 
Uh, yeah, so a similar question to the one Sam asked. Uh, so uh, what White Sox player uh, would you like the Angels to acquire and what in turn would you send to the White Sox? Uh, that's a great question. I, I forgot to bring up earlier when you talked about the White Sox rotation. Um, um, wait, who's the fifth starter again? Radon. Carlos Radon. Yeah, and <laughs> so I was going to say because of uh, our, you know, everyone's favorite Bob Nightingale, that's former White Sox closer. Carlos <laughs> Redon, <wasn't it? laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Big what what was the, the best part about that tweet is that like he could have been referring to at least like five other players with, with we, similar names. So there's like we Jose Jose Rondon. There was like a Hector Rondon. There were a couple a Bruce, other ones. I think too. a Bruce. Yeah, there's Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruce. <laughs> uh, and like yeah, I just that was hilarious in the offseason when it happened. No, but it made me think because um, I think they would probably want like bullpen help so oh man but i mean obviously uh obviously like you're not going to trade like liam Hendricks, right like so that's a tough one that's a tough ask what are you offering we'll see Uh, that's 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 a that's a weird contract too like that was like what like the the fourth year is essentially like free unless he gets hurt or something or or well, I forgot yeah. what it is. Like it's like it's like he's... fifteen million to either play the season or fifteen million to scram. So yeah, it's, it, no it, it, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That, so, but yeah, just off the top of my head, it, it's got to be like bullpen. I think mm-hmm. uh, that that would that would be, uh, but I that probably you know, fits the mold with some of the other, maybe, maybe uh, that's part of the trout deal. And then we just add, add a <laughs> just throw that in. Yeah, yeah. I think we could come up with, you know, cause you don't see him right now, but a hidden on the call is Rick Hahn. So he's listening, you know, just if there's anything. Let's see. Wait. So Liam Hendricks for Mike Trout, who says no. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of stars. Doesn't matter. You know, any other, no other information. <laughs> Look, the, the Trout has so much left on his contract. We might have to Jeff Bridget this and angels have to kick in like 50 million and it is part of the deal. So. Yeah, <laughs> th- that is true. Yeah. Um, you just, the, the big elephant in the room was yeah. Trout's massive contract. Uh, so that too. <laughs> Um, I have a super random question just in, uh, as we, and this has nothing to do. I was, I was perusing through your Twitter, uh, timeline the other, the other day. I'm uh, sorry. No, no, no. It was, <laughs> I was, I le- it was great, but I saw you retweeted. I don't know if you just liked the tweet or if you like, if the person, if you follow the person, but the drummer of uh, motion city soundtrack, uh, oh, Tony Thaxton. Mo- Tony Thaxton. Are you a motion city soundtrack fan? So, um, I, I only know of, I know that he's in that band. Um, but I know him more from comedy, uh, like listening to comedy. Like he's, he's like comedy adjacent in a lot of stuff. Like he's producer for, um, oh man, Allison Rosen's podcast. Uh, he's been a guest, uh, never not funny is a podcast I listen to a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, he's been associated with that quite a bit. Like, um, they do like an annual charity thing and he's always a part of that and he's been a guest on it. So, and like, I've just seen him like guest on certain podcasts here and there. And so like that, that's how I sort of like know who he is and just, okay. That's how I came to follow him. 
never not funny. Jimmy Pardo is a good uh, West Coast and Midwest tie-in right there. You know, and and a big white. He's a huge White Sox <laughs> and fan. and a White Sox fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> he's oh he's God. had Jason Benetti on the podcast, I think, twice. Like, oh, okay, uh, as a guest. So yeah, and and you know, Benetti's great. Um, he, he's really he's like you know, he's surprisingly funny. Like, I mean, not surprisingly, but like for the comedy side like yes 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 he's baseball funny for sure but like he's he's actually legitimately funny so i told yeah i told janice last year that like we you know we love benetti but for me personally sometimes he's just some of his jokes are just like 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 he's like baseball funny for sure but very dad-esque and 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 that's i'm not saying that's bad but uh sometimes it's just like jason come on I know you can do better than that. <laughs> um, but but yeah. I, I definitely sympathize with him. He's on all the time. Uh, and sometimes he probably like doesn't even know he's being funny, but like he is, he is. I, I feel as if his, his, uh, his comedic timing will only improve. Um, and yes. with uh, Steve Stone as sort of like his comedic foil, I, I feel as if they're just like the perfect pair. Yes, there. Stone, I mean, as someone I'm, I'm like older, I think, than, than both of you for sure. Uh, and I, so I grew up listening to like Harry Carey and Steve Stone, you know, like way long ago. And Steve Stone is like, he's great. Like he's always been very good, but like, but just like, as you say, like he's been able to work with like just about anyone and be yeah. like the perfect great man, but also like, oh yeah, I was a Cy Young winner and like have this great <laughs> baseball analyst. Like he could do just about anything. And he, he's like awesome to listen to. So it's a joy like as someone who doesn't live in Chicago but has MLB TV to like there if the White Sox are playing like that's an easy choice to like click on that broadcast and listen to it so just don't say anything on Twitter Uh, don't tweet at Steve Stone though he will probably block you (laughs) yeah don't disagree with Steve Stone Uh, he probably or or post his photo shoot from Playgirl. Uh, he, he he will block you. Oh, uh, wow. Not 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 speaking from experience or anything, but uh, <laughs> just just has. I told him. I told him on Twitter last year. I said. I I just said. I think I was just like. I said something and he responded and I said like I love you and he was just like careful now you're about to get blocked and it's like really wow, <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. Like well now, I, now all I can think of is like. How bad my like Google searching is going to be after this podcast? Because I, I, I am going to look up some stuff when we're done. If you haven't seen the Steve Stone Playgirl uh, layout, yeah, go as, check it out. As someone <laughs> yeah. who grew up a Dodgers fan, um, like I was familiar with Steve Yeager uh, uh, in Playgirl, but that I didn't realize. Like, and I guess I don't know if Jim Palmer did it. He was he had the underwear ads. I, I was trying to think of like who else would have maybe done that, but like that's hilarious so yeah <laughs> there I, I feel as if they're tasteful nudes though uh sure. i think like, yes. like, like mo- most um especially with the, the latest espn the body uh, shoots uh, i think uh, the uh, christian yelich was in one uh, so was jay garietta dallas keichel or, or some that, that come to mind yeah they're all very artistic it, it's all for you know appreciation of the human body and what it can do so i, I, yes. I totally get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the yeah you just enjoy enjoy the google searches you know report back to us what you think and uh yeah yeah just sound Absolutely. off in the comments and, and let us know <laughs> like like what you found uh post screenshots or or not maybe don't post screenshots yeah, I, 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 I will i will not post screenshots. i don't want to go over like 
join the Southside Sox comments and get immediately banned for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <yeah>. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. well, Sam and Janice told me it was okay. Yeah. That, that's right. Yeah, I thought I thought this was I thought I could do that here. I don't know. Yeah, I thought I thought this was a safe place. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Eric, uh, thanks for cutting it up with us as always. Yeah. Uh, we definitely have to have you back maybe sometime in the middle of the season to uh, follow up on your Google search uh, uh. history there. <laughs> a- but, absolutely. This uh, was a blast. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, but anyway, uh, so you can follow Northside Sox Pod. Uh, our Twitter at our handle is Northside Sox Pod. Uh, you can follow <laughs> me. Um, my Twitter handle is Scuriosa, S C U R I I O S A. Sam uh, doesn't have Twitter. Uh, I always just man. say, just if you're outside, I, I, sometimes I'll scream out the window and that's the best way to follow me if you just happen to be walking by. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, so, I, I envy you right now. Like, I mean, same, I, I'm, same. I, I, I envy him too. I'm terminally <laughs> online and I, I'm trying to get out and it's just, I, so. yeah, I mean, I, I was off Twitter for a long time and then I came back on for last season um, or last year, I should say. And uh, then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I hate this place. <laughs> and so I left. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe I'll be back. Who knows? <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so Eric, where can uh, people find your work and follow you on Twitter? Okay. So angel stuff at halos, heaven.com, uh, um, Dodger stuff at true And then I'm on Twitter at Eric Steven, um, S T E P H E N. And it's Eric with a C. Fantastic. Cool. Well, I will definitely be sure to give you a follow after today. Uh, but yeah, once again, thanks for coming on. And oh my goodness. Yeah. Base of uh, baseball, like regular season baseball in a week. We're here. That's almost <laughs> we're here. We're here. <laughs> anyway, that's this week's episode. Uh, we'll catch you guys later.